Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Freedom International live stream. And I'd just like to start with a, a loving gratitude affirmation because in during this time, it's kind of crazy. We all know that and we can feel that. So my, my affirmation says that whatever it is that life hands us, just say thank you. We always express our gratitude for the gifts that are given to us, whether large or small. And we want to attract the wisdom and experiences that we need to move forward in our life's understanding of all life's events. So today we welcome you again to Freedom International live stream. And with me are podcasters from around the globe. And I have uh, Hartmut Schumacher and from Germany. I have Steve from Asia and I have Dr. Jane Marquis from Canada and Dr. Mary Elizabeth from United States and yours truly, although I am from the Philippines, but I am now here in United States and I welcome, we welcome all of you and thanks a lot for following us and thanks a lot for sharing whatever we do that resonates to you because that's what makes it more meaningful and impactful if if we could share it to other people and of course we are most privileged and happy and excited again to have david ike as our feature guest okay and so to all of you especially for those freedom loving people and i believe all of us want that to those who have that free will to choose that freedom and truth you know david ike you've heard him and if you haven't heard him, this is the time to listen, because what happens is you may not know lots of things that he may say, but you may know, but that kind of leads you to explore more and understand more. And before you know it, you're on your own journey to more truth and freedom. So, and David is, uh, he, you know, he has written a lot of books and is is just have that, that social presence. So you you can never not find him especially if you go to duck duck go okay so david thank you very much welcome again thank you pleasure so david how about just lead us to where do you think we're going right now okay because we've been talking for two years for us but you've been talking about this for decades and decades and you, you always bring us back to even millions and who knows billions of years ago of history well we're going into fascism and the question is um how far are we going to let it go in um we we uh, are now looking at um a very divided uh, global society and it's 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 almost a choice it's not quite that because some people are now having this fake jab and regretting it and starting to see that they've been had but overwhelmingly the choice to um, have the jab uh, and not have the jab is a reflection of a perceptual state um, those that uh, on one side uh, just do whatever the uh, government tells them to do and whatever authority tells them to do without question uh, alongside those that really don't want to do it but look at the intimidation that's being imposed upon them whether it's their job or, or or lifestyle and they say well i don't want it but i'm going to do it anyway and then there's uh, the rest who say i ain't doing it under any circumstances at any price 
because um, I have the self-respect not to be um, imposed upon by any authority in terms of what goes in my body and what doesn't. Now, if you look at the question, how do we get out of this? There's another question, who's going to take us out of this? And obviously, it's not the fast asleep. Um, and it's not those who are easily intimidated. That which is going to take us out of this, and, we, and it, it will eventually, are those that um, have that self-respect to say, not doing it. And uh, therefore, uh, this global cult, as I call it, that's behind the COVID hoax and all the other hoaxes and uh, horrific things that happen in the world on any society changing level, uh, they know that. And so they are desperate, A, to get the non-fake vaxxed vaccinated so that the impact on their bodies and their minds and psychology is the same as, um, uh, as everyone else. And if not, then to target them in a way that completely marginalizes them from mainstream society and stops them functioning as a uh, what we'd call a, um, a, a, an autonomous human being. So uh, we're at the point now where um, people's lack of questioning and lack of self-respect and, and frankly, lack of bloody backbone has got us along this road where authority has uh, been able to impose uh, levels of fascism that in the, the late or even early months, the late months of 2019, early months of 2020, people would have laughed at you, and they did, when you say this is what's planned and this is where they want to go. So... Um, those that have the gift of seeing through the lies and deceit, that gift comes with enormous responsibility. Responsibility not to cave no matter what. And uh, so it's, uh, it's a very challenging time, but in many ways a very exciting time because, I mean, I won't you know, go on and on about this, but I've been... Um, uncovering this global cult and its background and how long it goes back right into the ancient world, gathering more and more centralization of power until it's reached its global level now. And it's been manipulating the direction of human society from the shadows for a very, very long time. And it's done it subliminally. Uh, it's done it, if you like, to the human mind subconsciously. Things have changed, but you've not been able to see exactly what's changing them. Well, in the COVID era, because they're pushing on to their end game now, which is total global uh, centralization of power and control of humanity through AI, um, they've had to enter the room. They haven't entered the room of those that are fast asleep. They're still in the subconscious of those that are fast asleep. But enormous numbers of people, have seen consciously now, the subliminal uh, um, has become conscious that actually the forces that control the world are not the ones they thought um, did before. And, you know, I've been a bit of barometer of this because I started out 30 years ago, uh, 31 years ago now, and no one wanted to know about this. I mean, virtually no one. When I was talking in America to five people in their front room, 
Uh, and when I hear people, and I do understand it, they say, why aren't people waking up quicker? And I, I just say to them, you should have been with me in 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. What's happening now is bloody dreamland. The numbers now who can see through it, at least at some level, uh, are, are, is amazing. And, you know, it is all about bringing the subliminal to the conscious mind. The way the techniques and the script of this cult has been operating in the subconscious mind, in the, in the shadows, as we call it. Um, and once you, once you bring something out of the subconscious and you present it to the conscious mind, it stops affecting uh, people and manipulating people like it did before. I've um, used a, a picture in some of my books. Uh, and it's just a picture of just about four plants. But in it is a, well, when you see it, a very clear subliminal. And what it is, is um, in the, the white bits between the plants, it very clearly says the word sex. And most people, the overwhelming majority of people, when they look at this picture, they don't see it. And then you point it out. There it is. Oh, yeah. Well, the point I'm making is that every time, and it is every time, that person sees that picture from then on, it can be years later, the subliminal is the first thing they see, which they couldn't see before. And by um, bringing the techniques of manipulation and the goals of that manipulation to public attention, uh, more and more... Um, uh, effectively, not least because more and more minds are open to it anyway, um, you're now seeing people, I'm seeing people who hadn't got a clue what was going on. Not long ago, even, you know, at the start of the COVID era, who are now saying, I can see what they're going to do next. And I see why they've done that. They've done that to get this, this response, haven't they? They've done that to get this, um, this change. Uh, and uh, it's it's amazing um, the explosion of um, awareness that has happened. So there are some great things happening as well as some very challenging ones. And um, uh, those with the gift of, of sight, if you like, of the deceit and the lies, we really are the ones that have to bring this down. Thank you, David. I can see that awakening, increasing movement. And what reminded me is when on the 1980s, when you people are just starting and doctors are starting just to talk about eating well. And if you talk about uh, eating well to them, it's just like so strange. But of course, now doctors will say you have to eat well. So it's kind of like that, right? But yours is a little bit more deeper because now you've been talking about that history and that manipulation. Now, three, three words that came into my mind, what you just shared, David, is the subconscious, the, sh the encryption. I, I thought of when you said the subliminal is looking at certain things and that we have to be aware that there are encryption messages in those, in whatever we see, whether it's words or image. Now, David, do you think that I always I ask also, how come the creator could make a human being like us and just let us operate mostly on the subconscious? It seems like that has been manipulated in our DNA. Can you speak more about that on how we can really like get on to that? that balance because again i don't believe that we were designed to operate on the subconscious 
Well, I mean, it, you know, it's my view, um, and I, I've written about this in detail in the books. And when I first started writing about it, um, there was only one other guy who was really talking about it at all, this guy called Nick Bostrom at Oxford University. Um, and that's that we live in a simulation. Um, and it's it's a, a simulation that is um, started out as a, if you like, a copy of original reality. There's there's another Earth, the original Earth, the original reality that we're experiencing, uh, but it's on another frequency band, a much higher frequency band, and this is like a copy of it. And I was I I, I was researching this for a very long time, and interestingly, uh, as the years have passed more and more mainstream scientists are coming across to the idea that actually this is a simulation because uh, the laws of physics and the limitations of physics, the physics that we experience anyway, um, uh, start to be explained once you realize the simulation. For instance, I, I said uh, just after the turn of the millennium that we live in a simulation and the outer walls of the simulation is the speed of light. Speed of light as the fastest speed possible is, is an insult to the intelligence. Of course it's not. It's the limit of this simulation. And about what well, it was last summer, actually, in Scientific American, all these years later, uh, there was an article um, saying that the evidence is suggesting that we live in a simulation and the outer limits of it are the speed of light. Uh, and, and so um, when we talk about the light it's we talk about actually we're talking about electromagnetic light uh, overwhelmingly what we call sunlight but actually this is part of the, the the part of the simulation and the idea is to um isolate the human mind conscious and the subconscious close to the conscious mind in a bubble of perception and to disconnect it from expanded awareness that operates outside the simulation, outside the bubble. Uh, and what we call the awakening and why people change when they go through this process is they awaken from the limits of the five sense mind and the immediate subconscious around the five sense mind. Because what this cult wants to do, it's, its access point is, is the subconscious around the, the, the five senses. It wants to isolate you in the five senses in terms of your conscious mind. So you're in the realm of, can I touch it, see it, hear it, uh, um, taste it, therefore it exists. If I can't, it don't. But it doesn't want to go direct too much to your conscious mind. It wants to um, get into your subconscious mind so that when those perceptions that are, it, um, in, in, in uh, infused, embedded at a subconscious level, um, move through to your conscious mind, you perceive them as your own thoughts and your own perceptions. So your, your sense of reality is that you're not having your perceptions um, manipulated and given to you that you are coming to your own conclusions. And it's a very, very effective way of controlling vast numbers of people while they think they're in a process of free thought and opinion. 
And so much in this COVID era has brought this to the surface. All these elements that have been going on all along have been brought to the surface. And so if you say to somebody, I, I've had this experience so many times in the last 18 months, um, you're talking to somebody who's kind of bought the narrative and they'll say to you, I'll tell you what I think's going on. And what they'll tell you is the, is the official narrative, word for word, but they perceive it as their own opinion. And so when you, um, and the other thing about the, uh, the five sense mind is the five senses decode reality as if everything's apart from everything else. That's because it's part of the experience that we're having. Okay. But if you only operate in your perceptions in the five senses, everything seems apart from everything else. So everything's a dot. There are no pictures or patterns. It's just dots. There's just random. But when you start to awaken from that five sense bubble into uh, levels of awareness that are um, beyond the, the walls of the, quote, matrix simulation, then you start to process information in a different way. You start to you start to get the panorama. You start to see patterns and pictures instead of just dots and random. And you, you start to see things you couldn't see before. This is what happens with the awakening process. But it's not awakening to something new. It's awakening from the perceptual trap to our natural state. Our natural state is to, um, is to have um, embodiment in the sense of the five senses are directly interacting with this reality so we can experience it. Uh, but there are other levels of us that are giving us a greater um, sense of reality. It's like I've used this analogy so many times because I think it, 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 it fits the situation. If I'm sitting at a computer, um, we, we have the uh, the best of every world. We've got the computer, which is um, directly connecting into the Internet. And therefore, it's the version of the five senses. And yet it's got the operator who's got the bigger picture and can interact with the computer and guide it to where you want to go. But if you get a computer virus, this is basically what this culture's done. Um, suddenly, the computer's not responding to the operator anymore. It's not connected to expanded awareness anymore, symbolically. It's going its own way. And the virus, um, the computer virus, is directing events. And it goes haywire. It's just chaos. And that's basically what's happened to so many um uh, in humanity is that, that their minds have been hijacked, their perceptions have been hijacked for a simple reason. You know, at the core of this global cult that I talk about, you get them in a single room. The, 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 the only way that they can control and direct billions of people is to grasp control of the perceptions of those people because perceptions lead to behavior. We behave as we do because of our perceptions. And collective behavior is what we call human society. So if you can control perception individually and collectively, you control behavior, you dictate human society. And how do you control perception? You control information, which is why they um, are desperate to uh, silence anyone who's putting a different um, perception 
of world events and reality because um, they don't want another perception. They want their perception downloaded. And so you, you, we come back to this, this, um, this point of diversion at the moment. I hope it will heal itself. But at the moment, between those who have um, allowed this, this force to control their perception and those who are awakening to take control back of their perception. And of course, what happens? The behavior of the two groups is totally different. Well, thank you so much, David. I will pass it on to Hartmut so the rest can have a chance to have their okay. questions. Thank you. Thank you so much, David, for being here. And um, I want directly to um, add something to the diversification of the people so far. Um, and I want to talk about also about the philosophical aspect. So, for example, as you said, it's an it's an ascension or awakening process. And the interesting thing is, uh, on YouTube, you can find also videos about timelines from special forces and uh, how they traveled through time and how they saw at the end that at the end of time there is the ascension process. It doesn't matter where where it comes from. The ascension process is the final end and um, the interesting yeah, thing happy. is and the interesting thing is that um, with this diversification let's say the conscious will be split and also the ascension process will be slowed down and on the on the uh, and on the other hand I got the information from an intelligent man that for example for a good society you need um, a healthy politics, a healthy economy, and a healthy ideology. And ideology is something which, which people have in their heart to know what is the reality and what is the truth and what is lie. And many people are in, um, who let's say, who took this jab, they they are trapped. They are indoctrinated. And do you have a clue? what they want to do with the people who don't who refuse to take the jab because i think sometimes also respect to the whole time that they want they are looking for us is that true or not well i think they want to destroy us um uh, because we're the only people that can bring this down um and uh, uh, in terms of the jab people as well it's very clear as the information goes on and more and more people start to um, investigate what's in these various vials that not everyone gets the jab that other people get. There's there's quite a number that are getting just saline solution. So they don't want to kind of kill everybody. <laughs> well, not, not yet anyway, in terms of um, this big depopulation. Um, but but uh, a lot of people um, are going to um, and are, my God, already are suffering the consequences of having this fake jab. And because it's self-replicating material, it's it's um, it's gathering its impact on the body more and more all the time. And, you know, you see these pictures of um, these people, these elite people and what have you, these people in authority having the, the jab, then I have the real one. And then Tony Blair's having the real jab. I mean, what a joke. Of course not. Then it was in it. Um, so, um, not everyone's going to be affected by by this, certainly, you know, in, in the ones they've had uh, so far. And this is why you get this, um, this very clear division between some people who have no effects whatsoever 
and other people that have very, very serious effects and fatal effects. So it, it's not a kind of black and white situation, I don't think. Um, but the idea um, of this cult is to depopulate enormous numbers of people and to um, transform the genetics of those that survive that this is why you've got synthetic genetic material in these in these jabs and of course the more you have the more the more it, it impacts on the body so you've got your boosters and the goodness knows how many they they're looking at number four in israel already and that's the blueprint for everywhere else uh so um they want to destroy us but the point is that um we 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 need to understand i would suggest that this cult is not as powerful as it claims to be. In fact, it's, you know, and it's not as intelligent as people perceive it either. Compared with uh, expanded awareness, um, it's, um, it's the village idiot. And the, the, the way that it has um, controlled humanity is described perfectly by the phrase about in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And it, you know, very appropriate that the cult should be the one-eyed man, given the, its um, its one-eye symbolism, the all-seeing eye. So what it's done, we've got two worlds within one world. We've got the world of the population, and it is um, strictly limited, unless you go looking for it, in the information, the knowledge uh, of reality and the agenda for humanity. Uh, very restricted seriously restricted in in what it's allowed to know that's why those that go looking for it and uncover it they are considered so dangerous to this cult and then you've got the cult which is a global network of secret societies with a a, a central mission control directing everything and they're secret societies for a reason they they're keeping secrets from who from the population so they pass on, and, and I'm not talking, you know, the lower levels, I'm talking the inner core, upper levels of this cult, because it's all hierarchical. Um, they are passing on through the secret society network, knowledge about reality, how reality works, uh, how we interact with reality, how we affect reality, reality affects us, and uh, how perceptions become experience. And they understand the process of your perception becoming your experience. And so they know that if they can control your perception, they'll dictate your experience. For instance, if you think you're little me and have no power, you will live a little me life. Not because you are little me, but your perception is that you're little me and thus you live a little me life and you'll be no problem to the cult. Um, and the other, of course, um, area that they, they keep secret is where they're taking humanity so that all these different stages are uh, projected as if they're just another stage in you know unconnected stage in the movement of forward of humanity when actually they're they're all connected and um and and heading in the same direction so um we 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 need to lose the idea that a this cult is all powerful it's not and and b that it's all intelligent it's not um and the, the way that it, it holds its power is by keeping the knowledge that it knows from humanity. And if humanity had the knowledge that it had, the game is over. Because, um, you know, there's billions of uh, humans being manipulated 
and there's a relative comparative handful of people doing the manipulating in full knowledge of what they're doing and they can only do it by um keeping the the the, the secrets of reality and the agenda from humanity and keeping humanity in ignorance and this is takes me back to what i was talking about earlier um when you are encased and locked away in overwhelmingly five sense mind you're locked away in a very narrow band of frequency in fact this world is a ridiculously narrow band of frequency that's what it is especially the visual part of it but you're you're locked away um it's like uh you've got the internet you've got the entirety of the internet but you're only accessing a tiny part of it and thus your perception of everything is skewed by the fact that you you're only seeing part of it and what happens as you go through this awakening process you break out of the five sense bubble and you start to let your mind expand into greater and greater um frequencies of reality what you're tapping into is knowledge you're tapping into um possibility and probability and insight and intuitive knowing that is not available to the five sense prison so um th this is crucial to the cult they want to keep people locked away in the five sense mind what they want to do is getting those spaces between the operator of the computer and the computer and and disconnect them because once you go through this process of awakening you start to to know things well how do i know this why didn't i know, know this before because you were locked away in the five senses before so if you look um through the entirety of history because it goes back a long time it's always been about uh putting uh human perception in a tiny little bubble of sense of reality they did it with religion for a long time uh and now they do it with science uh and or what they call science anyway uh it's all about locking people away from from their their greater self and uh you know a, 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 a sim simple example um we we've just uh, had a um a ludicrous decision made in this country that every uh, every area of the country is now going to have fluoride in the drinking water and they say it's to protect teeth which is another insult to the bloody intelligence um but what is the real reason i mean the deep esoteric reason fluoride calcifies the pineal gland the pineal gland is an antenna third eye antenna that takes you out there and lets you tune into these frequencies beyond the matrix beyond the simulation they don't want that they want you locked away within the the confines of the speed of light and the five senses and this is why the awakening is not a a bonus it's not a sideshow to dealing with current events it's 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 the essential element it's when people start to awaken from this five cents alcatraz that they start to get it and and like i say we now have this decision have the jab or not have the jab which is possibly almost like never before a indication a single choice indication of where people are at in terms of their uh, their consciousness and their awareness well wow. thank you
was brilliant. Thank you so much. I pass it to Steve. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Pleasure. Wow. David, it's a pleasure and an honor to uh, be speaking with you. It's there's this thing about being locked away in the five senses is so interesting because, you know, for the last at least 250 years or since the early 1400s, they've been driving society systematically towards intellectualism, materialism, and um, exactly. scientism, scientism. And by virtue of that, it takes it be that society becomes naturally less moral and disconnected from God. So they know exactly what they're doing, exactly what you say. The more intellectual you are, you know, uh, the more trapped you are in your mind, right? So sometimes I hear like, uh, you know, I hear two people who it's like the blindly and the blind. And it's like, oh, you know, I watch on the news what's going on. And then someone else will say, well, I read in the New York Times. And, and it's just they're trapped in their minds. Exactly. of this whole deliberate, systematic driving humans away from God, morality, and empathy and compassion. That's absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. Um, and uh, materialism, driving people to materialism. Well, th there is no materialism in the sense of solidity. But there is the perception of materialism, the perception of solidity, the perception of a physical world, which we are decoding into that reality, like a computer decodes the Internet. And thus, um, what level of our consciousness decodes that materialism, gets caught in the material world? It's the five senses. That's why they want us in the five senses, because the more they hold us there, the more they uh, uh, get us there, the more um, we become materialistic in our perceptions of everything. And uh, what they're doing now, because I have this um, this phrase about the, the phantom self, uh, and this is all part of this manipulation. And, and I'm, I'm, it's lovely we're getting into this because... This is actually beyond the names, dates, places stuff. This is where it's all actually happening. Um, so I have this thing, the phantom self. And what I mean by that is the five sense self, the experiencing self. And, you know, we are consciousness. We are part of the infinite state of awareness that some people call God, uh, the, the, the infinite, the creative force. Uh, and if... Um, if we lose sight of that, which is what this you were saying, this materialism thing is all about, then we lose contact with the true I. We, we lose as a self-identity of the true I. And if you um, look at how society has been set up and, and where all the points of encouragement and, and um, uh, herding into perceptual states is, is, is done, it's to get humanity to identify the I with the labels of a human life. So I am a man, I'm a woman, I'm black, I'm white, I am this religion, I'm this uh, sexuality, whatever. Um, because once you start identifying the, the, the totality of the I with the labels of a human life, they gotcha. Because where do those labels operate? within the five senses and it's divide and rule 
Yeah. And what they've what they've done now, if you notice, this is what this is what identity politics is really all about. They are subdividing the original labels into smaller and smaller labels of self-identity. So now you have this big, long list of, of letters, LGBT going on and on and on. Now, there's so many letters and, and, and numbers and, and stuff now that uh, old Trudeau in Canada, he can't remember them. Um, and um, even on camera, it's quite funny. Uh, uh, but, but what is that? People self-identifying now with a particular sexuality. Well, look, my view is express your sexuality the way you like, so long as you don't impose it on anyone else, but don't fall into the trap that that is you. That is what you are experiencing. The you is that which is experiencing it. And, and, you know, on one level, it might be the operator screaming at the, um, at the computer, the five senses. That's not what I want. But yeah. anyway, that, you that's, can't even say woman these days. I mean, there was something about the, the jab and pregnant women. And they said, oh, I sorry, I mean pregnant people. Yeah, I know. Pregnant people. Birthing people. It's insane. Be, be, well, I mean, we could go into a, a, a big area uh, here, yeah. connecting dots, because um, all these things are part of an a, 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 a overall plan. So I'd be connecting dots on that. The, the, the plan for those that, that, that survive um, this uh, craziness is for um, human, say, 1.0, the biological human, to become human 2.0, which is a much more synthetic human. And it's, it's all part of this process of connecting humanities uh, to um, AI. So AI becomes the human mind. They don't have to manipulate information anymore because you're going to get it direct. That's the idea. Um, and this, um, this uh, human 2.0 is not meant to procreate. It's meant to be a, n- not a transgender human, but a no-gender human. And that the species is, um, if you like, procreated technologically, which is exactly what Aldous Huxley talked about in Brave New World in 1932. And the technology he was talking about is now being introduced. Um, and at the same time that this is happening, uh, and of course the synthetic human 2.0, far more synthetic anyway, synthetic genetic material is in these jabs. It's all connected. And then you've got um, sperm counts plummeting around the world, not least in the West. Um, you've got the targeting of men, toxic masculinity and all this bloody nonsense. And I said when this started, you watch, they'll come for the women next. And now they're coming for the women as well, because in the no gender world and the no gender human. There is no need for gender. There's no need for men and women anymore. And this whole transgender stuff that um, exploded out of nowhere and is suddenly everywhere and, and now is at the top of the political correct hierarchy. These transgender activists and etc. Uh, some of them might know that in a inner core, the vast majority have no idea that this is nothing to do with transgender. It's to do with um, a stepping stone to, towards no gender. So what they're doing with the kids in the schools, uh, even very young kids, is that they are taking them through this ludicrous um, no gender uh, language and this no gender perception 
because they are preparing for the fusion to a no gender human. That's that's what why why it's happening. This is why kind of simultaneously they must all have had the same idea at the same time. You're seeing uh, drag queens um, brought into schools and libraries to read stories and do their stuff um, in front of very small children. And, uh, you know, if people want to be a drag queen and everyone's agreed with it, well, good luck to you. No, none of my business. But but the reason that they are doing this in the schools and this stuff is because if you want to confuse someone's perception of gender and your little kid, then what better than a drag queen? I mean, is it a man or is it a woman? What's going on? Uh, and, and it's all part of confusing gender on the road to fusing gender into the no gender human, uh, um, which is human 2.0. So in the end, all these things, uh, all these things connect. So you've got all this stuff in um, in plastic bottles and, and till receipts uh, that that is is actually um, changing the gender of people and, and destroying sperm, as 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 is, of course, the smartphone in the pocket. It's all it's all part of the uh, same thing. It's 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 a massive um, operation. But in the end. It depends entirely on human cooperation with it. And what this cult is terrified of, and it is terrified of, is uh, humans awakening to see uh, what's happening. Because yeah. humans not seeing what, hap what, what is happening is absolutely essential to the success of all this. And so, you know, this awakening is very encouraging. Um, and it's happening around the world. More and more people, at least to the level of the world's not controlled by the people we thought it was, that is happening everywhere. And, and what they're doing, because they, they're trying to get this in place and they're trying to get all the control systems in place, and particularly the technological control systems in place, so fast because they don't want too much of a, a, a lag time for people to start to suss it. That they're going really quickly and um, so quickly that, that, that it's actually awakening a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I have so many other things I want to say, but because of time, I'm going to pass you to Jane. Thank you very much, David. Thank okay. you. Hi, David. Oh, yeah. I'm going to turn my camera off because I have the worst reception. <laughs> And I am just, I just wanted to say thank you. I have listened to you for years and you've helped me connect to who we really are for a long time. And I just wanted you to comment on that. Who are we really? And I think we're much more powerful than most are led to believe. And I think you have a very eloquent way of saying it. So comment away. Well, ultimately, we're all is as being able to be. We are all consciousness. The question is, how much of that infinity of consciousness are we accessing? Are we accessing all of it, in which case you are what people call God, what I call infinite awareness and awareness of itself. It's infinite awareness that's aware that it's infinite awareness. Uh, the the all-encompassing consciousness. But then you have other expressions of this same infinite awareness that is not... A, awareness and is you know infinite awareness and awareness of itself it's locked away in in, a, in some kind of perceptual bubble and the human example is is probably one of the most extreme uh, you could come across because we are uh, or 
vast numbers of humans are locked away in a perceptual bubble that's so small it's 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 almost unthinkable um so the the question is um who are we well i i would describe us as a point of attention within infinite awareness there's a point of attention that is aware that it's all awareness and there are other points of attention that think they're ethel on the checkout and bill driving the bus but they're all part of the same consciousness uh, and uh, if you look at the potential for manipulating corralling and um, imposing your will on people aware of their true self well forget it so you have to give people a fake self a phantom self um, if you're going to control them uh, and the more you can limit their self-identity the more you're able to control them so this uh, this um this cult is desperately um trying to um get its uh, control system in place technologically um, as in china which is the blueprint i can talk about that for ages as well um before this awakening brings the house down and you know you mentioned earlier you know i was called years ago when i started saying this is what's coming unless we head it off uh the tr the prophet of doom but i actually i'm the opposite because I think this is going to end okay, but the next couple of three years are going to be brutal. But for for those who are awake, but we are we are going to come through this. And the the reason uh, in the end is that uh, expanded consciousness, what we call love, it's love, what we call love, you know, infinite love, unconditional love, not the love of attraction, the attraction love alone that humans call love. But that that greater love, it's it's what holds the fabric of of infinity together, and we sh we should not confuse the some of the horrors and nonsenses of this reality, this tiny tiny band of frequency we call human world, um, and think the rest of infinity is like this. It's not. Um, we we are in a very this is why we need to be kind to ourselves. We are in a very very challenging um, environment where all the pressures are not to wake up. So for those who are awakening, I mean, a round of applause, because if you can start to awaken to remember your true self, the true I, within this environment, this structure of society that's literally set up to stop you doing that, then um, it, it's testament to the power of consciousness over manipulation and and you know if, if if you've got a a ball in a tank of water its natural state is to float on the top of the water that's its natural state leave it alone that's what it will do our natural state is multi-dimensional awareness um and if you want to put the ball in an unnatural state you have to push it down the bottom and hold it there can't let go you have to hold it there because the moment you let go whoosh natural state top of the water uh, floating on the water and so this this cult and its global structure have to work 24 7 incessantly through these various networks that control governments and authorities to keep that ball on the bottom of the tank because once once that's released 
Um, and, and much of it is to do with information. That's why they control the education system, information all the way through your formative years, the, the download of perception, and then all the media and all that stuff. And now Silicon Valley, all um, feeding you information to glean a particular perception. That's symbolically holding the ball on the bottom of the, uh, of the tank. But once you start, you burst the bubble, you, um, you no longer are able to be held down there because you've expanded beyond that which is holding you there. And suddenly um, you become a completely different uh, uh, sense of reality. And that's what they, uh, they're terrified of. Because the, once you reach a, a, a kind of a critical mass of people awakening like that, it's over. Because what, what, what happens, uh, I can only talk about myself, but what happens is when, when you open your, your heart, which is this, this heart vortex, which is the, the greatest connection to expanded awareness that you can come across, um, you open your heart, you start to expand into uh, greater and greater um, levels of uh, perception and, and consciousness. That's why when we have intuitive knowing, as opposed to a process of thought coming to a conclusion, we have this instinctive, intuitive knowing. It comes from here. People say, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, but they say, I know, I just know, because they're going where the knowing's coming from. And, and so um, once you open your heart and, and you access those higher dimensions of um, consciousness, the impact of the programming of, of the five senses no longer impacts upon you in the same way because you're no longer just your five senses you you're filtering that information with other levels of awareness and so you can see the lies you can see the deceit you can see it doesn't make sense and and, and you can see why the cult is terrified of this and it's this process going on that is going to bring this uh, bring this down but um the other great thing about opening your heart and and connecting into the the greater um, reality is that you lose the fear of death and the fear of death is one of the greatest forms of human control it's a very extreme example of uh, or expression of the fear of the unknown which is a, a terror to many most humans and if you if you lose the fear of death what else can they intimidate you with you know, uh, you 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 don't do as we we tell you. We'll do this. We'll do it. Then that's my that that's my uh, that's my reply. Do it because whatever you do, I'm not doing it. Uh, because at some point, um, my consciousness is going to leave this body. I, I bloody hope so. I'm going to stay here forever. Um, so it, it's only a, a case of when. And and this won't happen, by the way, because they don't have that power. They just think they have. Um, I would rather leave um, my body a, a bit earlier with my self-respect intact because I've not uh, submitted to tyranny and intimidation than to hold on a few more years with my head bowed and my, fa my face diaper on, my face nappy on. Um, so uh, it's a completely different, well, once you start to awaken and this opens, it's a completely different way of um, interacting with the world because this knows that we're all that is, has been and ever can be then it has no fear because it knows there's nothing to fear. It knows that this, this brief period, as we call periods, um, of a, a human life is just a almost a, a, a smear of irrelevance compared with the infinity that we are 
uh, part of and uh, are internally exploring. Uh, and and suddenly some bloke in a uniform or some dickhead in a in a in a dark suit, they're no longer intimidating to you because you know there's nothing to fear. And and if you look at the 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 weapon that this cult has more than anything else, it's fear. Fear. Get people in fear and you get them to do what you uh, want. Uh, and what is fear? It's a very low vibrational emotion, like anxiety and depression. And it's a very low, slow, dense frequency. People say when they're in these various low vibrational emotional states, oh, I feel so heavy. Because their, their energetic field is not vibrating uh, with any um, vibrance because these low frequencies of their emotions and thoughts are are generating a very low, slow, energetic uh, vibration. And uh, where, where do the cult want us? They want us in these low vibrational states because that's where they are. This cult is um, what I call evil, and I, um, I define evil as the absence of love. You know, no one needs love more than this cult. I mean, I feel sorry for them, and they're pathetic. Um, but they are themselves um, and the energy and the consciousness that they represent and, and that drives them is, is itself in enormous fear. It's in constant fear of being, um, being exposed and, and enough people are waking up to it that it, it, it's no longer able to do what it does because it's, it's basically feeding off the, at a consciousness level, it's feeding off human low vibrational emotion. You know, in the Matrix movies, when the Morpheus character held up the battery and said the machines have turned humans into one of these, he, he's talking a profound truth. Um, th th this, this energy, this consciousness, which um, is called many different names around the different cultures and the ancient world, but you know, when you look at how they describe this force, this negative force manipulating human society, it's the, the compelling uh, common themes are incredible. I mean, whether you're talking about the Christian demons or the Christian uh, Satan, uh, the devil, you're talking about the, the Gnostic uh, Aldebaoth archons, uh, you're talking about even, you know, elements of the Islamic jinn. Uh, you're talking about the uh, Native American version of this force they call Watiko. Um, it's a low vibrational, um, very distorted, very inverted, very chaotic consciousness. And uh, because it's so distorted and so in such a uh, disharmonious state, it cannot get energetic sustenance from the elements of love and the elements of, of of harmony it can't it's not in the frequency that can it can attach and get sustenance from that energy so it has to get um energetic sustenance from that which is within the frequency band that it's operating on which is very low vibrational emotion basically fear and so it, it as it brings more and more uh, people into states of fear and anxiety and depression and you look at the COVID era, then um, it's, it's basically um, creating an energy source.
when you have like a world war, I mean, think of, of all the low vibrational energy that's uh, generated in a war, in a famine, in a, in a slaughter. Um, that's all feeding this um, low vibrational consciousness, which the Native Americans call Watiko uh, and, um, and other people call many different names around the world. Uh, but the common themes are fantastic. And, you know, once you open your heart, and, and, and you come from a point of love and joy, which are a, a, a joy of being part of an infinite um, state of awareness, an eternal uh, state of um, exploring forever, forever, then your, um, your frequency uh, expresses itself in the way that those emotions generate frequencies, which is high, fast, uh, expanded frequencies. And when you do that, you lift yourself out of the influence of Watiko. It can't get at you anymore because you're no longer in its frequency band. That's why it wants to pull people in to states of fear. Because this whole thing about fear, part of it, yes, on one level, it's if you frighten people, then they're likely to do what you say. But there's another level of it, much deeper in the rabbit hole, which is you get people in states of fear and you're holding their frequency down. And, and, and given that other levels of awareness are, are higher, more expanded uh, frequencies, uh, the more you can hold human uh, consciousness in low frequency states, you are disconnecting the two so one can't hear the other. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, when we have these big marches in London, uh, there's another one at the end of the month. You know, we get hundreds of thousands of people walking through the streets of London now. The police can't do anything about it. They stand around and just watch um, in protest and not just protest against, but also for freedom. Then you you not only see people who are not having it and have the self-respect to say no, but all around you, even even in the, the darkest days that, that we've gone through, you hear laughter. You hear joy, you hear, uh, uh, oh, you see people hugging each other. You you see love between people uh, because the awakening takes you into that state of being. And once you're there, Watiko can't touch you. And uh, you can't be manipulated by it because it can't attach to you. Yeah, when you talked of love in this expanded state, um, I could feel it and you can feel your own power and our reception improved immensely. So that's just like a small example of how we can affect things. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Well, I'll I tell you what I found interesting in the last couple of weeks. No, last week, really, is I, I've had two emails from two separate people in different parts of the world who say that their cats uh, want to sleep in the box that my books came in. Because um, cats are very, very much more sensitive to energy because they obviously they don't they don't go to school. <laughs> they don't they don't watch the news and go on the smartphones. So they've held that um, that sensitivity. But everything, it doesn't matter whether it's a book, what it is, it's 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 a vibration. And if you sync with that vibration, then. Um, you're attracted to it, and if you don't, well, you're not. Um, and and you know, we should never underestimate, especially now, the power 
of love and the, the, the power of these high energy, high frequency uh, states of being to, um, to slap aside this, this nonsense because evil is not only the village idiot. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be evil and the absence of love. And, and also because of its distorted state, it has a limit to the state of awareness and knowing that it can actually access. And it was interesting, you were talking earlier about the intellect. You, you look at these people, you look at your Fauci's, look at your Gates's and your Klaus Schwab's at the World Economic Forum. Look at these moronic politicians and, and, and people driving this COVID hoax around the world. And you're looking, uh, you're not looking at expanded awareness, are you? I mean, have you seen Gates, you know? Arrest me case. You're looking at best at intellect. Intellect. Um, and they um they are basically stuck in their intellect. And what they've done by hoarding knowledge and keeping it from the population is given their intellect more knowledge of how things work than the population has. But they can't go into those expanded states of uh, knowing of the, the true power to express your, um, your desired experience. They can't go into those levels because, the, because of their frequency. Their frequency is uh, kept in uh, a low frequency state by their state of being. So I really want to get this across. We're not talking about all powerful people. Um, you, you know, uh, the, um, the Wizard of Oz, the Yellow Brick Road, where they were terrified of the wizard and they opened the curtain. And it's some old guy with some ridiculous bloody machine. And, and so the fear of the wizard was not real. It was perceptual. And so um, what I've tried to get across over the years is this. This is not all powerful, this cult. It's it, it's it's idiocy. Um, but but it's put us in a smaller box than it's in. But it's in a box. And when, and, and you know, it, it's the it's the one eyed man. But when we become the two eyed, third eyed human, it's over. It's over. And we're going there and we're going there. But. They're going to throw everything they can at us in the next two years or so. Um, but um, it, it, they're, they're whistling in the, in the dark because um, we will overcome. Consciousness will overcome it. Um, hey, David, so looking ahead into the future, um, if we look throughout history, like the forest you call Watiko, it always is there in the shadows, then it comes out and then maybe creeps back in. So now if we're looking at more people becoming conscious and, and aware and changing things for the better, is that forest just going to kind of slide away, wait for a number of years to pass by, people to become forgetful and then come back? Or how do we eradicate that um, for good? Well, um, when, when you move from... When you move into higher uh, levels of consciousness, you, you basically leave that behind. I mean, it still continues in its own low frequency state, but it doesn't affect you anymore. This is, this is why I say the only way that it can uh, manipulate and impact upon us is to pull us into its frequency band, which it does through fear and, and, and many other means. 
Um, and, you know, I, I mean, this may sound kind of um, kind of far out, even for me, but, you know, people talk about uh, ascending and stuff like that um, to, to, um, for this, this world to ascend. Uh, I, I think it can be better explained personally by the fact that this simulation is being dismantled. Um, this, the simulation has a band of frequency within the, the speed of light. And um, if you're in there, you, you, you're at least the, the point, the five senses that are directly interacting with it are. are limited by the speed of light that's why our physics appear to be limited by the speed of light um, outside of course it's very different and within the simulation for instance there is a uh, a process a, a an encoding which we decode as time which doesn't exist outside of the, the matrix where we're in a state of no time a state of, of uh, infinite now uh, and so it's it's like we're in this 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 bubble this matrix bubble um and uh, as as our frequency rises and more and more frequency rises um the energetic construct of this um matrix is going to be dismantled because what it is it's actually not a construct it's an energy, it's an information source, right? So if you have a computer system and you have loads and loads of computers and they're all connected to the same uh, information source, then they will put on all their screens exactly the same picture, the same reality, because the source of information is the same. and when you look at how we decode uh, what we call physical reality, it, it's that the foundation of this world, this reality, is waveform information. That's what it is, waveform information. This is well known. And what the five senses are doing are taking that waveform information they're turning it into electrical information and they are communicating it to the brain, the brain in, in, a, in a, the, the widest possible sense, which decodes the electrical information into what is holographic information, digital holographic information. It's one level of this reality that's digital. That's where numerology comes in and all this stuff. Um, and, and so you, you've got this process of waveform information becomes electrical information becomes holographic information so that the external world is not actually external to us it's within us um and uh, you could symbolize it very very accurately especially with the technology we have today of putting on a headset when we take embodiment it's like putting on a headset and i think this um this matrix, this simulation is actually just a source of information. It's not a, a physical construct. There is no physical. It's a source of information. 
So um, as consciousness, you are um, experiencing the, the greater reality. But when we take on embodiment in what we call a human life, we're basically putting on a headset. And, and if you look at people that um, play virtual reality games, they put the headset on and the gloves and the more sophisticated ones and the, 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 the earphones. What's actually happening? The game is overriding the five senses and feeding the five senses another information source, which the, the brain then decodes into something that, as it gets more sophisticated, seems incredibly real. You know, you see people, they're, 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 they're screaming and running around and all that stuff. And all that's happening is encoded information is being fed to, to, their, to their decoding processes. So if you take that and that's symbolically and play it out, um, our sense of reality is being overridden by another source of information which is being fed to the senses and we're decoding it into what we perceive as the human world that we are interacting with. And when at the end of uh, the bodily cycle, the body has a cycle, we have eternity, consciousness, um, the consciousness leaves the body. And when you um, read all these accounts of near-death experiences, once they leave the body, the, it's a completely different reality. Because what's happening is while our consciousness is operating through the five senses in embodiment, the decoding processes of the body and the brain are decoding reality in a particular way. This is why once we enter embodiment, this is the only world that seems to be. Because if you, if you have a computer and you tune it to a particular uh, area of information, what's on the screen is what is what that information has been decoded as so it's not going to present you on the screen with something else it's going to present you with a decoded version of the information source that the computer's reading and so the body is reading this matrix it's reading this simulation and thus everything seems apart from everything else everything seems solid and physical and all that stuff when it's illusory just like putting a headset on and your virtual reality game is illusory and what we call death, he's taken the headset off. And that's why reality seems so different when we, uh, when we, when we, when we leave the body. Uh, so the matrix is really the body's decoding processes dominated by the five senses. That's why it wants us in the, the cult wants us in the five senses. Because as we expand uh, beyond the five senses in terms of our awareness, we're expanding beyond the matrix, beyond the simulation. And we cease to be impacted by it in the same way in terms of our perceptions. And everything changes. That's what the awakening is. We're awakening beyond the matrix, beyond the simulation. Uh, and, um, and that's the the worst nightmare of this cult because its world is the simulation and and so as we awaken and we start to generate higher and higher frequencies into the simulation and something else i mean i came across this um right at the start of my conscious awakening in 1990 
the first book I ever wrote after I started to awaken, I didn't awaken, my, my bloody top of my head blew off, but um, was called Truth Vibrations. It came out in 1991, I wrote it in 1990. And Truth Vibrations related to um, something that, uh, what, what, what happened when, when I started to um, awaken, and it happened very quickly, and it happened in the public eye, um, is that um, I, I went to um, I went to see a psychic who told me I was going to go out on the world stage and reveal great secrets. This was in March 1990. I mean, it's kind of it, it pinched me when you look back, given what's happened. But and and, and in those days, um, in the very early days, I kept I kept bumping into psychics. I, I went to to that one, and I chose to go to that one because I wanted to know what's happening to me because very strange things were happening to me. But the others I walked into. And if you wanted to meet a professional psychic um, in those days, you'd have to follow me. I'd, I'd lead you to one, even though I wasn't looking for one. Uh, but there was a common theme uh, that was being told to me through these various people. And that is that a, this is 1990, a vibrational change was coming that was going to have two major effects. It was going to awaken people from their slumber, from their coma, and they'd start to see things in a completely different way and all these different elements we're talking about. And the other thing, which is why I called the first book The Truth Vibrations, is that all that had been hidden from us was going to be brought to the surface. And in 1990, there was no evidence of any of that. But look at it now. Look at what people are aware of now. They weren't, and the numbers that are aware of it that, that weren't in 1990. The number of people that have awakened beyond the, the illusion of um, physicality or the illusion of the world as they thought it was since 1990, especially since the turn of the millennium. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's happening. And so I called it truth vibration. I called the the, the phenomenon truth vibrations because it was going to bring to the surface all that had been hidden. Uh, and in, like I say, when I wrote the book, there was no evidence that, that would happen, but the evidence is now overwhelming. And what's happening is that, that um, I mean, there's an infusion of high vibrational energy that's coming into this simulation. And it's starting to break it up. This is why on the other side, because basically what's happening now is the, um, the all-powerful cult is cornered rat, uh, and it's throwing everything at those that are that that have seen it to 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 try to survive. Uh, and uh, it won't ultimately, but it is going to throw everything out in the next couple of years or so. Um, but this infusion of of high vibrational energy, what we would call unconditional love, that vibration is coming into this simulation. It's part of the process of breaking it up. And and as, as as it breaks up, we are going to become aware again as we raise our frequency of this other Earth of which this is a, a copy. I mean, imagine you um, you have a website, original prime reality, I'll call it, and you take a copy of it, um, an electromagnetic copy of it. This is why we have an electromagnetic. Uh, simulation you take a copy of the website and now you've got a copy of it now the original website is exactly as it was before 
and goes on as it was before, prime reality. But now you've got this website, a copy, and so you can start to change it. So in the end, it's barely like prime reality anymore, barely like the, pre the original website. And that's what's been happening. Uh, so this, um, this was a copy of something beautiful, fantastic, uh, all loving, uh, just amazing. Uh, and they've gradually changed it and changed it and changed it until it's become what it is today. And it's in the process um, of being dismantled. And every time we awaken and, and go into higher frequency states, we're part of the process of um, dismantling it. And so we, we will have this perception of the earth changing and the world changing. But what's actually, what's going to be actually happening is that we're moving out of the influence of the energetic source of the matrix as it's dismantled and into the energetic uh, source of the prime reality. So it will appear, I'm not saying it will happen in my lifetime, but um, it will appear that the world is becoming this incredible place. But what's actually happening is the veil of the matrix is being removed and the incredible place we all come from, as well as everywhere else, will be um, restored. The, 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 the prison, if you like, the perceptual prison, which is what this matrix is, is, um, is going to be dismantled and uh, perceptions will change because the influence of those perceptions will, will be gone. Sorry, sorry, Carl. Don't want to disappoint you. Don't want to depress you. But that's what's coming, darlings. I just wanted to quickly ask. So the the other Earth that you talked about, the real Earth, do we somehow exist there in some in some way? And then when the, in this simulation, once the walls of it and everything starts falling down, does this simulation now become the new reality, or do they yes, merge? Yeah, I would say yes to that because. You know, we're multi multi-dimensional beings. I mean, ultimately, we, we are all consciousness. So there is um, a projection of us, a perceptional projection that is operating within this matrix. And I think there's enormous numbers of people that are here now specifically to play a part in dismantling this. Massive operation going on, and most people don't even are aware that they're doing it. Um, and uh, so beyond this matrix is, if you like, it's the rest of us, the other levels of us, the, the, the eye. Uh, I, I mean, the eye is not, you know, David Icke. That, that's the name for a part of me that's experiencing this reality for a brief period. Uh, the, 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 rest of, the rest of me is, uh, is, is well beyond the matrix, as it is with everyone else. Uh, and it's a very different world. And um, I mean, you know, I, I've communicated and been through others communicating with uh, consciousness in these in these other realities. Um, and uh, it's not like here, you know, it, it's it's not it's 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 loving. It's um, it's caring. It's compassionate. It's empathetic. Um, it's massively more knowing than anything you find in the human world and and th th they are not you know that part of us is not 
some other entity. It's 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 an extension of us, extension of that which is experiencing this. But because this this projection gets caught in the perceptual traps of the matrix, it starts to think in terms of separation, isolation. And as I said earlier, um, this cult must have separation to prevail. It cannot have connection because you'd suss it and the power coming from those other levels would bring it all to an end. That's what's going to happen eventually. So it wants separation. It's always looking for separation. And that's why I talked about earlier. It's the separation between the, the five sense body mind, if you like, and the rest of our consciousness, which goes on not just into this other earth, but way into uh, infinity. We are, we are amazing. We've just forgotten and been encouraged to forget. And as people remember, um, they realize that little me was just an amazingly extreme illusion. There is no little me. There's only the perception of little me. And that's what they put us in to trap our perception so we can be controlled. The awakening is the way this is going to come to an end. And uh, and it's happening and and it will it will increase. But um, at the moment, in the next two years, it's the immovable object meeting the irresistible force. But the cult is not the Im immovable object. It thinks it is. But we in an awakened state are the irresistible force. And in the end, that's what's going to bring this to an end, because um, it's not just people in the human world that are bringing it to an end you know consciousness in states of love and expanded awareness does not want um this uh this tragedy to to continue um because you know there are levels of this simulation that are that are beyond what we call the physical and for me what we call um reincarnation is leaving the body but not leaving the matrix and then reincarnating into another uh, experience but never leaving the matrix and if you look at the esoteric writings and the different cultures around the world they describe this all of them eventually if you go deep enough they all describe this um and um so why because if if you're consciousness is not at a frequency level beyond the matrix then you can't leave you can't get out of it because you can't go to those frequency levels that are beyond the matrix um and you know when i looked at this whole thing about reincarnation uh I, I, it seemed kind of strange to me and the, the concept uh, i kind of understood you know, you come, you come in and you have different experiences and you go out, and you come back and have new other experiences. But then I thought, well, hold on a minute. Um, we're living with an infinite reality, um, infinite possibility. Uh, and if you um, take the mainstream science projection of the size of the universe and you compare it with the size of 
planet Earth. Well, planet Earth is the equivalent of a billionth of a pinhead. And I looked at this and I thought, so we have to keep reincarnating onto the equivalent of a billionth of a pinhead to work our way out to some greater world. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't buy it. So what, what is it really? Because this reincarnation thing was so kind of widespread, particularly in the East. I thought well, it's got to come from somewhere why they believe that. And then, then, then I come across this simulation. Well, um, it's, um, it's the simulation. You're, you're, you're leaving the body, but you're not getting out of the simulation and you're coming back in. And, and you get caught in this reincarnation cycle. What, what, do, what do even the reincarnation believers say? You have to keep having experiences until you reach a, a frequency that allows you to get out. Exactly. But not because you have to. Not because it's part of how things have to be. It's because you're trapped in the matrix. And the, there's this old esoteric um, concept of what they call the ring pass knot which is the idea that there is like a like a, a a ring or a bubble or whatever and you have to get to a certain frequency state before you can get through it and if you can't then you stay within it and these you know you 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 see the, the this all around the world in different expressions of this this trap that you can't get out of uh, and uh, I, I would say it's the uh, it's the simulation and it's all about frequency and frequency is all about perception. And um, so, um, you know, if you if you leave the body in a, in a high frequency state, in a, in, a, in a knowing state of who you are, like you're leaving the body, but there's no death. I am all consciousness. Well, you, your frequency will get out of here, you know, with its eyes shut. But but if you're stuck in the in the depths of the um, the low vibrational state of five sense perception and that's completely impregnated itself from frequency terms on your energetic field well you 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 stay in the matrix and go through this reincarnation start cycle which is nothing more than a trap i mean that's the way i see it anyway <laughs> Thank you so much, David. If you can please just respond to one of your big fan. He said, um, is with the system so entrenched and power going back so many years, how can people come together collectively to end this shift show? Shit show. What what have you found to be your most successful method in getting people to move past their biases and accept the information? Well, you can't get people to accept the information. You can put it before them and they choose to accept it or not accept it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not into trying to persuade people. I'm giving people, trying to give people the opportunity to see there's another way of looking at everything. But they have to make the choice. Um, um, I mean, let me give you, give you an example. Um, in the spring of 2020, when people were just meekly locking down because they believed there was a deadly virus and they weren't taking any chances so that they meekly went and i do understand that to an extent i mean i saw through it because i've been uh, um researching these people for 30 years i, I could i could see where, where it was going because could, could could see what they were going to do with it it was obvious they created it um not created the virus created the the 
the COVID era. Um, and um, so the very, very few people were protesting in Britain uh, against it, against the lockdown. And so the, the police came along and they, they arrested them and fined them and that was that. And then um, by August, September of 2020, um, 35,000 people turned up in Trafalgar Square in London. And then a few weeks later, it was um, about 45,000. And the police, um, they, they had one effort to try to, you know, break it up and stuff. But there were too many people. Um, and, and then in the spring of 2020, after more lockdowns, uh, 2021, after more lockdowns, hundreds of thousands of people started marching through London. Now the police that were just picking off the few uh, were, like I said earlier, standing on the side of the road. They, they just watch you walk past. And that's telling us something. The power of no and the power of numbers, the two ends. Power of no, power of numbers. And, uh, you know, there are not enough in knowledge of what they're doing. There's not enough administrating the inner core, not knowing there is an inner core, and there's not enough law enforcement and military to impose the will of the few on 8 billion people. We're closing in on that. Um, it's impossible. Too many people. Um, but what happens is they divide and rule the target population. Um, they get great chunks of the part target population um, perceptually uh, uh, programmed. And they get another great chunk um, who can start to see it, but too frightened to do anything about it. So they all, they're all right. And then there's the rest of us um, who won't have it and, um, and won't, um, won't cooperate. And so um, we, have to, um, we have to do this. And there's enough of us. And the number's growing. Like I say, you know, you, you're now seeing people have had jabs who are coming across to the understanding it's a scam and they've been had. Um, and it, that comes down to um, the power of no. And again, you know, it, it's about your um, your perceptual self-identity, because if you're coming from this understanding that you are all that is, has been and ever can be having a brief human experience, then you're going to stand up to this. and You're not going to be intimidated by it. As if, you know, if um, as if you are, if you if you, you believe this world is all there is um, and we are it's just like, you know, brief, brief experience as a human. So we, we need to um, uh, step up and say we're not we're not cooperating. The power of no, uh, because, you know, what, what, look, look, you, you, you've got a situation in America now where um, they brought in these vaccine mandates. Southwest Airlines did. Um, in America, and um, this this past weekend, thousands of flights um, didn't fly, um, and a whole air traffic center, a major air traffic center, had to shut down. Why? Because the staff and the pilots and the air traffic controllers stayed at home. You you want a vaccine mandate? We're going to show you what uh, what's going to happen. Um, and the power of no. Is, is what will bring this down. These people cannot function if enough people say, no, we're not doing it. I mean, someone comes out of, I don't know, the, the German parliament, the British parliament, the uh, White House, and they say, we, we, we've, um, we've decided, we've decided that this is what's gonna happen. If enough people say, we're, well, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. 
Where's their power? Their power is in human acquiescence to the illusion of power. Authority has no power. The authority's power that appears to be its power is the power that humanity gives to authority in the form of acquiescence and has done throughout human history. And that acquiescence comes in exactly the same two forms that we're seeing in the COVID era. Number one, unquestioning obedience. Number two, I don't want to do it, but I'm frightened of the consequences of not doing it. Those two states of being throughout human history have always allowed the few to control the many. And you look at any tyranny, it's been brought down by self-respect. Self-respect says, no, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not submitting to your uh, diktats just because you tell me to do it. No, I'm not going to obey just because you claim that you have the authority to tell me. And that self-respect is what's brought down every tyranny because it's self-respect that says, no, I'm not doing it. Well, we'll do this. Well, I'll do it. I'm still not doing it. And what this cult is after, because it's all a psychological operation, right? it's all about perception. They're after your self-respect. <laughs> because once your self-respect has been handed over, only submission remains. <laughs> That's all. So this is why, um, one, they want you to see that the COVID restrictions, etc., make no sense. They want you to see that they're contradictory. They want you to see there's no scientific basis to them or reason for them. And they want you to be told to do them by what are blatant morons. I mean, there have always been moronic people in politics. Of course, it tracks them. But you look around the world now, whether it's Biden in America or the Andrews and people like that in Australia, Johnson in, in Britain, et cetera, Macron in France. Um, and, and you see um, these positions of apparent authority in, in other areas of authority as well. Um, the, the positions are held by complete morons. Um, why? Because it's a psychological game. If they can get you to see that a blatant moron is telling you to do things that are contradictory, make no sense and impact upon your life for no good reason, and you still do them, then they got your self-respect. And that's that's it. Then <laughs> Martin Luther King said um, uh, that when he was 38 years old, he said, um, if you're 38, as I am, he said, and you are um, challenged to stand up for some great cause. My God, what a great cause to stand up to now. Um, and you don't because you are frightened or intimidated or you fear uh, the consequences. He said, you, could, you may live until you are 90, but the cessation of your breathing, he said, at 90 is just the confirmation of the death of your spirit at 38. And when you when you're coming from this self-identity that you are consciousness, infinite consciousness, having a brief experience as a human, the the the, the spirit dominates. 
and the spirit says i uh, it, the spirit will certainly not concede its self-respect it won't do it i mean you know i am all that is has been and ever can be but mr fauci says wear a face diaper a face nappy and i, I better do it or you know joe biden says you do this do that mm. i mean you know it, uh, expanded consciousness love all these things are going to do that no way five cents reality or fear of consequences to do that all these things we're talking about here the, the the nature of reality the nature of the eye they're all connected into what we need to do to bring this to an end the power of no coming from here no no, I will not cooperate with my own enslavement. I will not cooperate with the enslavement of my children and my grandchildren. I will not do it. And if enough people come from that perspective, it's over. It's over. And it's over very quickly if people do that. But I think it's got to get a bit worse. I think it's got to get a lot worse before more and more people get to that space. Um, but it's always like every other tyranny that's ever been brought down. The majority may follow on at the end. But it's the few that start the process that bring an end to tyranny. And we, those that can see, are the, the people that have to do it. And we will, but it's going to be challenging. Thank you so much, David. You know, we truly appreciate you and thank you for being with us. I know you're a busy man and thank you. And please, kind regards and thanks to your entire family. Because I Thank know they're much. so busy helping you and making it you accessible for us as well. And the audience also wants to thank you and we will carry on. Okay. okay. And is there anything more that you have to make an announcement, any upcoming event for you? Oh, yeah, a couple. Um, I've just got a new book out called um, Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. And uh, renegade mind uh, is a, a term I use for um, um, uh, the kind of mind I, I think we need, and we're seeing more and more renegade minds. Um, a renegade mind is not just someone who critically thinks and works it out and sees, yeah, I can see what's going on. Because people can critically think and see it, but then do nothing about it. Mm. And even, even cooperate with it because they fear not cooperating with it. A renegade mind is different. It critically thinks and it sees it, but then it won't cooperate with it. Its backbone is steel. It will not cooperate with it. So that's the book. And on um, November the 6th, the Saturday, uh, I'm doing a six hour live stream called Where From Here, um, which I'm going to go. No, obviously, I'm going to cover the name, states, places part of this whole COVID hoax, but big time deep into the rabbit hole of where all this is coming from. Um, that's going to be, uh, like I say, six hours on uh, November the uh, 6th. It starts. Um, 11 a.m. in the morning on Saturday, uh, UK time. So. Can they that, get that information, David, from your website? And I will yeah. also ask Gemma for the link so that I could put it in the post notes. Yeah, brilliant. It's, um, yeah, you get everything from davidike.com. It's that kind of hub. And then um, okay. we've got this other media platform called Iconic, which is um, which is kind of an alternative Netflix, which my, my son, Jamie, created only two years ago or so. Mm. And it's absolutely flown. Um, I do a show on it every uh, Saturday morning uh, where I go through the news of the week for about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, putting it into context, not just 
what's happening, but why it's happening and how all these things connect and why they're doing that and all that stuff. And um, so it's um, it's been very successful and uh, you know, a lot of people like it. And uh, so, and then we will upload this uh, podcast episode at Quantum Nurse Beach Rumble, and each of us have their own outlet as well. And of okay, course, right. you'll see that with David Ikes also. Okay, so yeah, thank you. Right. Take care, everyone. God bless all. Yeah, of thanks, you. everybody. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. So you much, David. Pleasure. Thank you, David. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Love is the way. Absolutely. There is no other. <laughs>